0: Welcome to the Strive, Seek, Find podcast. I'm your host, Chance Whitman. Every time we leave at home, we're surrounded by incredible opportunities, moments of fun, experiences that can enrich our lives. That leads us to these Hidden Gems episodes. During each Hidden Gem episode, we will explore experiences that you might otherwise miss. Whether it's a hike, a restaurant, or any of another thousand types of experiences you might have So we will walk you through our experiences in these places and the best way to have that experience on your own. This week's hidden gem is Boise Area's Sockeye Brewing. As always, you can find pictures and blog posts with other details on this gem on my website. The link is below in the show notes. Now let's get started. Welcome to Strive Seek Find podcast. I'm your host, Chance Whitmore. So, we're on location today at Sockeye Brewing on Fairview and technically Boise. Here with Coach Ruff, Coach Charlie Ruff, friend of mine for a long time and a long time educator. Say hello, Charlie.
1: Hey, everybody. Strive, Strive Seek Find. How you doing this afternoon? We're here to check out the brew pub, which... I don't think either one of us have
0: been to since about was it two years ago maybe three.
1: Oh yeah it's been God, i want to say it's been three four years ago that we were here last
0: such things happened during the era of covid you stopped going to cool places so today we're going to have a quick conversation because we did the full meal deal literally we came here we checked out the ambiance we checked out the beer we checked out the food we'd share what we found so let's start out with the ambiance charlie what do you think
1: you know, i actually like this um brew pub well i guess it's obviously they brew the beer in a different facility but this is it this is a nice area they got a great patio out here like it's there's tons of room um yeah you don't feel like uh you're out in the middle of the suburbs or a uh, parking lot you know they have it uh well decorated a lot of trees and uh, I got some rock features and uh, waterfalls things like that so uh, I kind of dig it you know I like the wood features they got going on out here as well it's like all year round patio they got heaters going on if you need them (laughs) obviously not today
0: no it's it's about 90 right now Um, but the you're right I was thinking I look at the natural wood that's something I always enjoy it makes it feel more real to me Um, inside it's you see a lot of the same thing the 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 wood in the restaurant wooden tables it's it's got a very clean aesthetic that feels i won't say faux rustic but a little faux rustic
1: yeah i mean i know they were definitely going for like uh i think they're going for the idaho feel when they built the place you know a lot of a lot of wood feature um you know, it's kind of cool. They got the roll-up garage doors, so they can throw those open, and the bars right there, and uh, use they did a good job of using the metal and the, the wood all together to, you know, a little bit industrial, a little bit outdoorsy kind of look, kind of feel.
0: Very Idaho, in other words.
1: Yeah, yeah most definitely.
0: <laughs> because from where I sit, I can see a chandelier made of deer antler.
1: Yeah, exactly right. As you come in the door. Yeah, you got the deer. Uh, deer theme going on there. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a cool little spot. I like it just because there's a lot of room.
0: Yeah, the one thing I'm not sure about. It looks like a meeting space they've got tacked onto the side, but they and I'm going to have to ask questions about. But it's a uh, they have got a little trolley over here behind us that is looks like a different bar and space that it must be a rental area because it's all closed off right now. But it adds to the the look and the feel of the establishment and. We are not far from anywhere is probably the best way to put this.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's in a good location, you know. You're not far from Eagle Road. Um, uh, Obviously, you know, this time of day, we weren't too far from downtown because we we shot out here in about 10 minutes, so uh, relatively close. Um, So, yeah, they're kind of in the best of both worlds out here.
0: Not right by anything, but close enough that you can get to it quick. And well received just looking at the number of people who are in here and then on a thursday afternoon after the lunch rush is really over there's a lot of people in and out of here
1: yeah there are yeah there was uh when we got here there was a good crowd the thing that uh i really appreciated is we could come in right away you didn't have to didn't have to have a reservation they had plenty of room plenty of tables available so we were able to able to get in right away and uh, get a beverage and grab a bite of lunch
0: and do it in such a way like charlie said without a reservation which as of late seems to be a very boise problem if you go into boise plan on waiting for 45 minutes or having to having made a reservation a week or two before
1: oh yeah <clears throat> yeah you, anymore you go downtown on 8th street and yeah you kind of either you better have a reservation if you want to go in or else uh, plan on to wait for half an hour to an hour to get a table possibly so yeah that's kind of nice to be able to just walk in and get seated right away and uh, get a get a beverage
0: it's what boise used to be but uh definitely is not right now
1: it's definitely changed a little bit yeah most definitely
0: so after now that we've kind of talked a little bit about what we're seeing a, a great facility it's it's beautiful it's it's quick to get to they have their brewery attached to the back so the beer is very fresh coming out of the keg they don't have to haul it they just take it from one place to the other right across the little parking lot let's talk about the food and the service we got
1: oh I, well i ordered a spicy uh, spicy blue cheeseburger and it uh, it was spot on i have to admit it was a good burger um, I don't know, I think they advertised it as six ounce patty. Uh, got a big old slab of bacon on top. Uh, didn't skimp on the jalapenos, nice spice to it. Didn't overdo it though. Um, and, uh, the blue cheese was really good on top of it as well. Uh, probably one of the better burgers I've had in a while, I have to admit.
0: And I, I actually struggled with what to order because it, it's pub fare with a little twist, which is probably the best yeah. way to put it. Yeah, um they they lean hard into salmon you've got uh, salmon and a lot of different things and if you know me you know i'm avoiding that but i, I struggled jumping between uh, the, their finger steaks which is a very idaho thing to order and um possibly oh their their brisket tacos because you gotta try the brisket everywhere you go and ended up going with their pub burger and again it was it's a really good solid burger um, well seasoned good flavor on a brioche bun and very very flavorful
1: yeah it's uh, you know i looking through the menu they've got a pretty good menu you know i think they have kind of the idaho things you would think of uh, they got the poutine on there kind of have to have an appetite to dig into the poutine you know what what could go wrong when you have grease on top of grease on top of fries? Yeah right? <laughs> Add some cheese and uh, some bacon grease. I think they think they have bacon on this one and uh, some more fri and some fries. Yeah, nothing could go wrong with that one.
0: It'll be really tasty and you'll feel like <laughs> eating more of it because of it.
1: You definitely won't have to eat after you have that right? I mean yeah have routine and you're done for the day.
0: Between that and the nachos they described as, like, they'd have been rolling
1: me out of here. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, uh, I looked at the poutine, because poutine, I'm a huge poutine fan. I love a good uh, poutine, but I was like, sounds good, but yeah. uh, if I order that, that's just going to be it. I, mean, I won't be able to eat anything else.
0: You know, I never heard of poutine until I, w- I went to college in Montana. It's not something you find in Eastern Idaho.
1: Yeah, I agree. I have never I never had it until I moved to Idaho back in 2004. I moved here in '04, and first time I think I ever had it was downtown at a restaurant. And I was like, that's pretty good stuff.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Canada. Uh, yeah, right. We'll, we'll fully admit to stealing that.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, poutine's a hard thing to pull off, I think. Like, if you can find a good one... It, it sounds easy, because it's got
0: gravy, it's got fries, it's got cheese curds and some bacon and yeah
1: but to make it blend is hard stuff it is yeah yeah i think uh, you know a lot of people advertise it but to pull off a really good poutine um you gotta have a good uh, good chef behind you and knows what they're doing i'd like to come out here and try it sometime I, I'll, I'll be honest the, all the time i have come to saca i've never had their poutine well i think that's a challenge for when they open up the new location i think so too yeah we'll have to save that up for when they get open down there. uh on Hill Road, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely take that up.
0: So this is obviously one of the more successful breweries in the state of Idaho. Um, I think they hit number three out of Idaho breweries.
1: Yeah, you know, I'd have to look them up. I think they are two or three um, as far as uh, the number of. Uh, how do they calculate number of barrels of beer they brew, or what? What is it? I think that's it, cases, whatever. Yeah, I they know they're up there. They've been around a long time. And uh, considering COVID,
0: that's a big deal.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. The fact that they've managed to stay in business through all this, yeah. I mean, that's huge, right? Because you see so many restaurants struggling right now and establishments. So the fact that they're uh, still going strong is good to see. And they've got their I believe
0: they have their own canning lines because you can always find their beer on shelves wherever you
1: go. and oh, yeah. Definitely have their presence established throughout the valley here on uh you know, any grocery store you go to, a place like that, yeah, you'll find their beer most definitely. I mean, I'm sitting here and I've watched a number of people walk out uh, with six packs of different beers, you know. So, pretty popular thing too here. Grab a six pack of beer as you leave.
0: Okay, let's move on to what we're drinking.
1: Yeah. Um, started with uh, the Lonesome Larry Lager. And, uh, you know, one of the first times I ever tried this beer, it was kind of funny. I was down at uh, Whole Foods, and they were doing a tasting down there. That's been a few years back. And they'd actually paired the beer. They put a little, like, sea salt in there. Mm -hmm. Man, it gave it a really good, uh, it was an interesting flavor flavor profile. It was really refreshing. I remember that's the first time I ever tried it. And then after that, I was like, well, I've got it buy a six-pack just to, ha- you know, have it. Yeah. Well, they don't, uh, they made it that one time with, that uh, from what I was told by somebody and then they never canned it with uh, a little bit of sea salt they put in there, which was kind of disappointing because it was pretty good.
0: In other words, they disappointed the consumer. <laughs> Come on, guys. Make Charlie uh, his sea salt lonesome Larry. Yeah, right? Come
1: on. I. You know, it's not a bad beer. It's a, it's a good lager. You know, especially on draft here at the pub, it's nice and refreshing. Would you not agree? I mean, it's warm out right now. It's mid-90s, and they bring it out, and it's nice and cold, and it's light, easy to drink. It has, it has a good flavor profile. Um, it's it, it's a, a good
0: lager. It doesn't try to be more than a good lager, because a good lager is tough to pull off but a lot of times you have breweries trying to cover up a mediocre lager by throwing something, either dry hopping it or yeah. doing something else that doesn't fit with lagers. And so this is a this is a solid triple type of beer. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It's um, You know, it's definitely one that uh, I would look for out on the shelf, you know, if I was looking for a, a, a good lager to pick up i would definitely grab this you know um so let's
0: let's talk about the the rest of the 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 what's on tap here um i'm looking at it now Uh, how
1: many of these have you tried charlie um well you know dagger falls are well known for their dagger falls that's a really popular ipa a lot of people drink that Mm -hmm. um i've had the amber that's uh that's a that's a good solid beer for an amber. Uh, I've tried the Hell Diver. Pale. Oil. Can't ever say I've had the wheat beer.
0: I, I'm pretty sure I had that the last time we were here. Did you? And it was What'd solid. It was. It was really solid. It's. It's a four. Four ABV. Fifteen IBUs. It's. It's what you expect out of a wheat. Yeah. And. And you know, I, I definitely wanted a lemon with it when it was all over. Yeah. Um, definitely had their powerhouse
1: porter before. That's it's a good porter. It's a, it's a really solid beer. Uh, obviously on a day like today, I don't know, maybe a little more than you want, right?
0: Yeah, it's it's, I, that's kind of brings us to the next part. I mean, I'm looking at their rotating tap handles and it's all hazies or IPAs, and then their nitros are there's a a uh, milk stout and. I'm avoiding anything that heavy right now. And the, what we're drinking now is a Velvet Cream Ale, which I'll get to in a minute. But I looked at a cask codri- conditioned, and as soon as they said it comes out warm, I'm like, it's 90 degrees out. I'm out. Um, and then they got a couple of barrel-age selections, a uh, their old seven-tooth and their kiss of death.
1: Yeah, I was kind of looking at the uh, same thing, like the rotating selections. I mean you know i like i like an ipa but i don't know it, i can have one ipa and i think that's about it anymore kind of done after that But they, they got a couple on there they're they're kind of heavy in the every everybody seems to be right now eight it's and a half split. and eight point one the imperial ipa is eight and a half and then the stones throw cold ipa is eight point one those are pretty big those are big ipas yeah those are big ipas you can have one of, one maybe two of those and you're done
0: i mean dagger falls is kind of the beer they're most known for yeah which is a 6.5 abv and 100 ibus
1: yeah check out uh which is interesting uh, the imperial ipa only 65 ibus uh, that surprises me and then this cold uh cold or stones uh throw cold ipa that's only 45 ibus interesting so you gotta have a you gotta have a pallet for IPAs if you're going to drink the Dagger Falls. And admittedly,
0: about five years ago I did. Yeah. Not so much now. (laughs) No. uh, Yeah,
1: it's a little more than I'd
0: want right now. It's a good thing to taste for me, not a good one to drink on.
1: Yeah, I would agree with you there. Yeah. Some of these other ones are, uh, I don't, how would you pronounce this? The hazy pale sabro? I said sabaro. I can't, that's got it, saburo. That's got to be wrong, mind you. But cast uh, condition, I, I'm kind of curious about that one, what that one's all about. We're going to have to come back when it's colder. Yeah. Yeah. Check that out, because obviously, you know, he said said they're served at room temperature, and that's kind of not what I'm looking for today. But yeah, they've, uh, you know, they're barrel-aged. Gosh, they've got the old seven-tooth on here, 13, uh, 13%, and then the kiss of death at 14.4%. Those are big beers.
0: Those are one glass beers, and then ask your
1: wife to drive you home. Yeah, you better make sure you call a, call an Uber after those. If you have a couple of them. Yeah, and then they—it's uh, kind of nice. They've got uh, next category. They've got cider, sour, and seltzers. And I noticed they brought in their cider from
0: uh, looks like a Mer a which is good. Yeah. But the sour and the seltzers seem to be their things because don't they aren't they the ones who make hop water?
1: Um, I think so. You know, there's a lot of uh, breweries getting into that hop water now. Um, and I, you know, I've had one. Uh, it's actually not bad. Okay. I think it was from the one, I mean, not to get into a different brewery, but I think it was from Rogue. It wasn't a bad hop, hop water. It was decent.
0: Somehow I'm a little disappointed right now because I've actively avoided these.
1: <laughs> Somebody had it and they go, here, you want to try it? I was like darn right I want to try Let's let's see what it's all about it wasn't bad I'll be I'll be honest
0: well let's hit what we're drinking right now we're both drinking Velvet Falls cream ale
1: 6.0 ABV and 20 IBUs what do you think of this beer Charlie you know this is actually really I just I was just looking at my glass and thinking man this is a pretty easy drinking beer I'm almost out um, you know first of all nice and cold it's poured on ni- poured with nitro, so it's really smooth. Um, you know, and that being said, so it's really creamy as well. Um, it's it's a nice light uh, cream ale in my in my opinion. It's, it's really easy drinking. <laughs> Matter of fact, I think I'm gonna have to get another man. Agreed. The
0: for me, I always have I'm always have two minds on nitro. I love beers on nitro. But sometimes breweries put beers on nitro to hide what they screwed up.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, you know, my uh, my one thought on this one is, I've had this out of the cans before, and it's uh, it's a pretty solid beer to to, to get a six pack of. Um, I haven't had it for a while, but uh, I think one of the last times I had it, we we were up camping and I took a six pack with us, and you know, it's actually one of the beers that people drank first uh, uh, it's it's nice light and refreshing good good beer on a day like today and I'm sitting here
0: and mine is there's a hole in the bottom of my glass let's say
1: yeah you're catching up with me pretty fast
0: so it's it's really smooth with the nitro which is to be expected Mm -hmm. but the flavors are balanced and the problem with cream ale okay my go-to cream ale my is the, the one that I measure all other cream ales with is Pelican Brewing's Kawanda Cream Ale, mm. which yeah, is a, a good one. which is a pre-prohibition recipe. But this one I would put right up there with it, which is hard for me to say. Yeah,
1: yeah, I would. Uh, I, you know, I don't have a lot of uh, experience with cream ales. Uh, the one from Pelican. There's one out of Seattle. I can't think of the name at the moment. It used to carry it a lot down at Bitter Creek, and I haven't well, haven't seen it down there in a while. But uh, and then this one. I think those are really the only three I've ever had. Yeah, there's one other you've tried. Probably tried. Oh yeah, there is one other. Yeah, we'll get to that one another time. We'll get to that one another. Yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a different one.
0: That one's the, the other cream ale we've tried. Is the one that I took one sip out of a can and handed it back to the guy who had handed me a beer because I could not drink it
1: yeah yeah that's the same with me i i, I didn't have a good experience with it I, I would like to go back and revisit it see if it's improved at all or if they changed it but uh, yeah I, I totally know the one you're talking about so what's final thoughts on uh, Sakai today you know it's been a good stop obviously i messed it up you know from the beginning because i thought uh, somewhere i thought i'd read where their other facility had opened up but obviously it wasn't by the time you know we got down there still got a little work to do, but I'm excited to uh, see that when it gets opened. I think it'll be a great addition to that part of town. Um, I'm glad we came out here, though. Uh, I was kind of scrambling for a place to go after that one shut down. I was like, <clears throat> all right, where do we go now? But uh, this was good. Like I said, my burger was outstanding. Um, I would definitely come back for that. Uh, did a great job with the tots, which I don't know if you mess up tots, but they didn't. By any means, they didn't you can mess up job. tots. <laughs> you can mess them up. <laughs> I don't know if I want to have messed up tots. That's pretty bad if you mess up tots. But um, overall, it's been a good experience. Yeah, like I said, I've really enjoyed just hanging out here and having a bite of lunch and having a couple, a uh, couple beers.
0: I completely agree. This is we get, we can't wait four years between visits again. We got to get out here again pretty soon, and of course try out their new facility and yeah. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, I'm going to go back to draining a hole in the bottom of my beer. Uh, and then uh, we will touch bases again. Thanks for joining us on a Hidden Gems episode of Strive, Seek, Fine.
1: Yeah, have a great day. And uh, enjoy the nice weather going on in Boise right now. Get out and try a uh, try sockeye. I've got, uh, got some good refreshing beers on top.
0: I'd like to thank uh, Connor, our server, for being absolutely amazing while we were out at Sockeye. I'd like to thank Tyson for the information he provided me about the brewery. Tyson's the director of marketing over at uh, Sockeye. If you're looking for your own brew pub experience where you can just walk through the door, find a seat, have great food and really good beer, make sure you stop by Sakai you can find the sockeye brew pub at 12542 west fairview in boise fairly close to eagle road pretty close to the mall as well easy to get to from all parts of the valley if you have an idea for a hidden gem please let me know contact information is in the description and we'll gladly spotlight it well friends that's it for this week's episode of strive seek find if you'd like to support the show Please leave a review on your favorite podcasting app. If you'd rather support the show financially, and it would be greatly appreciated, I have a Buy Me a Coffee. Link is in the show notes. All funds are redirected into improvements for the materials I use in the show. Until next time, keep seeking your own brilliant future.